And learning how to trust ourselves is, it can feel like a really sticky and tricky process, but it is the greatest gift that we can give ourselves. Have you ever considered what the moon has to do with your energy level? Jillian will absolutely blow your mind in this episode with how staying in tune with the moon can be the driver in giving you the balance you are craving in your life. No apps, books, or waiting required. Tapping into the moon cycle is something you can do today. I can't wait to hear what you think after listening to this episode. You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here is your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Before we jump in, have you been struggling with getting your social media created for the month? Or are you just not even to that point yet and are still posting on the fly? I totally get it because I was there too. But I started practicing what I preach and I'm now planning out my content one month in advance. I cannot believe I waited this long to do this because I've now gotten my system down to only taking me 30 minutes to plan one full month of highly converting social media posts. Yeah, and you can too. Visit socialwithally.com to download my plan for you. That's socialwithally.com. Jillian, I am so excited for our conversation today. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, Allie, it's such a pleasure. I've been so looking forward to this conversation. You are just so magnetic and a light, and I am thrilled and honored to be serving your audience and having just a really beautiful conversation with you. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay, well, just kick us off then. Tell us about yourself. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, where shall we start? (laughs) Um, No. So I am, my name is Jillian and I am an intuitive life coach. I'm a spiritual mentor. I am the mama to three beautiful boys. Um, I live in Maine and I am my mission. um, And I know that you have a large um, businesswoman, entrepreneurial, just like in it audience. And so my mission is to help women uncover the truth of who they are, utilizing cyclicality, um, helping them tap into their own intuition and having a lot of fun in the self-love, self-expression, self-acceptance journey that we all get to go on um, when we're ready to. And I really just want to start off our conversation today by really saying if someone's listening and wondering, you know, what a cyclical process looks like, what the moon has to do with us, why Mm -hmm. should we care about the moon? So just lay it all out for us. Like, why is this something to care about? Oh, I love your question so much. Um, So, well, first of all, on an emotional and energetic basis, the moon itself, and I call her Mama Moon, um, but she actually represents our emotional self. And as women, we are actually um, deeply emotional and feelings-based creatures. Um, We have all, um, well, I don't want to say all because that would be categorizing us in just a huge, massive way, but most of us, myself included, have been programmed by society to um, turn the feelings off 
put your head down, get to work. We've got bills to pay. We've got mouths to feed. We've got businesses to grow. We've got laundry to do. There's just so much. And so um, kind of the grooming throughout most of our lives has been on what makes logistical sense. Um, How can we hustle and get the most things done at one time? And that just doesn't work for us as women. We are cyclical beings. We have a female cycle that is 28-ish, 29-ish days. Um, that and so is the moon cycle. The moon cycle is also 28-ish, 29-ish days. And there is just so much synchronicity between um, our feelings, our emotions, and our energy. And for me, the reason why I even uncovered this connection between being a woman and the moon herself was because I didn't have a natural period for over 14 years. My first two babies, um, I went through the IUI process. That's the stage right before IVF to conceive them because I didn't have a natural period. Um, Growing up, that was a very quote unquote convenient thing because Mm -hmm. I was programmed not to slow down. I was celebrated for how much I could get done and how much I could achieve. And after I had my second son, um, and with a number of different complications that I had going on, I was chronically constipated. I didn't have a period. There was just so much locked up inside me. I realized just how really um, broken and disconnected I felt. And I was ready to start answering the question, why? Why don't I have a period? Why does my body function this way? Why do I believe that I am only worthy if I'm achieving at a Mach 5000 speed? Why, why, why? And as I started cracking into this journey for myself is when I discovered that the moon cycle and her phases actually align beautifully and perfectly and synchronistically with our phases as a woman. And so Mm -hmm. that led way to so much healing and so much expansion and so much um, wisdom. I want to say wisdom gaining, but it was almost wisdom remembering because I felt like I was getting back, utilizing the cyclicality of the moon and connecting her to my physical body. It was almost like this remembrance of just ancient wisdom that connects us all as women. That is really fascinating. And I love that it really kind of came about organically because you sought out the answers for yourself. And you said, I'm going to, you know, take this uh, upon myself and, and really dig in to see, you know, where the, where the mis- disconnect is. And so yeah. break it down for us, you know, once you were able to make that connection, um, what were the steps then? So if somebody's listening and they're like, oh, this is something I need to do as well. How does someone get in sync with the moon? Well, I think the first thing um, to note here is I love what you said about like, I took, I took this initiative for me. And I think that a lot of your audience will appreciate this. Like most of the actions I had taken up to this point, especially after starting my own business was um, super business centered, right? Like if it couldn't quote unquote, grow my business or support my business, I wasn't interested in it. And this was really the first time that I was like, I don't, this isn't a 
money-making thing. This isn't a, this isn't for someone else right now. This is for me because Mm -hmm. this is about my truth and about honoring who I am. And if I want to show up in life and in business and in motherhood and in all the ways as more of a whole version of myself, then I've got to focus on this. And so it's amazing that now after having done it, um, I've really grown and expanded my entire business around the concept of cyclicality. But I just think um, for those listeners that needed like a permission slip to actually do something for you because you need it, you want it, you crave it, and it's actually going to help you heal in a deeper way, please do that. And so that will kind of segue into, okay, what do you do? Well, for me, I didn't have a period. So when I started tapping into cyclicality and following the moon cycle, the intention was to understand my feelings at different parts of the moon cycle, right? It's kind of like how I said before that we are not, we, uh, we are not programmed to get up in the morning, know our goals, go out and slay the dragon, drag the dragon, the dragon back to the cave, fall on our bed and lather, rinse, repeat in the next day. We certainly can. We are powerful, amazing creatures. Um, but actually our superpowers lie in the waxing and the waning energy that the moon kind of illuminates for us. So for me, since I didn't have a period, I couldn't follow my female cycle to know which parts of my cycle I felt certain ways, which parts of my cycle I felt rejuvenated and ready to go, which parts of my cycle I craved more rest and recalibration. So I started tapping into the different phases of the moon cycle. And what I would do is every day I would just know where is the moon and how do I feel? And over time, that really, it was so eye-opening because for me personally, I know that the disseminating moon phase, which is the phase right after the full moon. So think about it like full moon, the the moon is out, we're celebrating, we're releasing what no longer serves, we're just partying hardy. The next phase, like we got to go in and we got to nurture ourselves a little bit more. And so Mm. it just happened that I started recognizing that during the disseminating moon phase, I just craved quiet. I felt super tender. I I feel super tender in all the disseminating moon phases. Um, I cry more easily. I I crave crying. Um, I want all the blankies and I want all the snuggles with my kids. Like this is not an outgoing time for me. Um, So just knowing that gave me so much power because then I could start to plan my life and my schedule around really supporting myself. Like I don't schedule a lot of things during that moon phase. So I think in terms of, if you want to tap into cyclicality, um, under asking the question, where is the moon and how do I feel? And then for those of you that do have a, a pretty natural um, female cycle that you can kind of count on, you could say, where am I in my cycle? Where is the moon and how do I feel? And it just gives you even more data with which to work so that you can fully, fully, fully support yourself. You can go when it's time to go and you can rest when it's time to rest, knowing that if you actually rest when the moon energy is asking you to, when your body is asking you to, you will come back fully recharged during those go times and you'll rock it. You will you will truly like embody all of that go energy. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. And I'm just blown away at the awareness you're bringing to this because I wish I could kind of do an Instagram poll right now and say, have you ever paid attention to where the moon cycle? Yes or no? And I'm, I'm picturing like 97%, you know, no, I've never paid attention to it before because Mm -hmm. I just think that's, which is so interesting to think back to how that is such a a force for our nature for the world and um how little we pay attention to it or well, or at least how how little i've paid attention to it yeah no and that's right i mean it's it's not something that has been honored and celebrated in terms of modern day society. But I mean, we all have those moments, I think that we can, we can remember back to when we were a little girl and we saw like how big and beautiful that moon was like that one night, right? And we we have this really intuitive connection to it. But I often talk about how important it is to put words to the feelings. So when I work with women, um, they feel the intuitive pull, like they're kind of like you right now, like, yeah, This really is resonating with me. I cannot describe why or how. I don't have the words for it yet. And that's why having these conversations is so life-giving to me because it does, it does breathe words into those remembrances and those feelings. And it's just so powerful because the moon is universal, right? Especially in, you know, this beautiful, amazing age of social media and online marketers and, and everywhere in between that have tons of blueprints of how you should do things, how you should do life and you should do business and it will work for you because it works for me. I don't actually believe that's true because we're all wired very differently. We can learn from each other, absolutely. But there is no other human blueprint that is going to work exactly for you like the way it worked for other people. But the moon, she's universal. Her energies are there doing their thing, whether we choose to participate with them or not. And it's available for everybody to have our own individual experiences with those energies. But she's the beacon. She is, she's doing her thing. She's been doing her thing for bazillions of years and she'll continue to do it. And it's up to us to have our own individual true self relationship and experience with the energies that are already available. And I think the piece that's so interesting to me is you sought this information out to regain your female cycle, but it sounds like Mm -hmm. to me, this is a process that really anyone can tap into because it, it, it really is a, such a driver of that energy. And as your point of, you know, sometimes you are are really receiving that energy and you've also observed times when you need to reserve your energy. So do, do you really feel like this is something that um, really everyone should tap into regardless of whatever they're trying to achieve? 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's so powerful in every area of life and you can utilize that energy for every area of life. So for example, you may not be trying to heal your physical body and get a period back like I was, but maybe you're looking to have a little bit more harmony within your work schedule, right? Like maybe you're feeling so burnt out, but you can't seem to get ahead and, and maybe you should hustle more and maybe you should work longer hours. Well, my point would be like, well, that's not working and it hasn't been working. So what can we do differently? What if we learned how your energy felt in terms of a 28 day moon cycle? So, and you could know, okay, during these days within every moon cycle, I feel like I need to be either in like child's pose in yoga or in my bed or just going for a walk. I can't function in meetings. I can't function um, on coaching calls. I just, it doesn't feel good. It feels like I'm forcing. Well, if you knew that, you could literally block out your calendar during those days and do more supportive activities during those more like inward downward times so that come the times where you feel great you could talk to anybody if they if you put them in front of you um you could save the time when you do feel more of that upbeat um outgoing energy to nail it on the coaching call to nail it in the meeting or whatever it is this this cyclical living is not just for the physical, the physical uh, or the physicality part of it. Um, though, of course, we bring our physical body into everything, including business. So when you know the cycle and more importantly, know how you feel during different times of the moon cycle, oh my gosh, like talk about power because mm-hmm. then you can allow, you know what happens, Allie, when you let yourself rest? you rest. You mm-hmm. actually rest so that three days later, when you're freaking ready to like shoot out of the cannon again, you're fully charged. You're ready to go. And then you can just like soar completely with the outward activities that you can now schedule purposefully and proactively, which are going to help everything. No more burning out because you think you're not doing enough. You know, like the moon There has never been a full moon cycle, a full 28 day cycle where the moon was like, I'm just going to stay full this whole time. (laughs) Like that has never happened in history. The moon every three to four days has an outward energy cycle and an inward energy cycle, a waxing cycle, or I'm sorry, phase, an outward energy phase and an inward energy phase, a waxing phase and a waning phase, because that's how she takes care of herself. I love it. I'm like, just, I think my, my jaw dropped like halfway through our conversation because I'm just like, this is just such an aha moment of, well, why have we not been paying attention to this? Um, so I, I just love the awareness that you're bringing to this topic. And I, I mean, it seems very similar to me to the practice of grounding. Do you feel like there's mm-hmm. other practices that you have picked up since learning about the moon cycle and and becoming aware of it and and really focusing on it, are there other practices that can really support it or or other things that you recommend uh, when you're working with women? 
Oh my gosh. So, so much. And it's, that's a really wise question because the moon learning about the moon cycle was kind of my gateway into learning about cyclicality in general. And there are cycles everywhere. I, I joke a lot of the time with my clients, like, have you ever looked at your Facebook memories and you literally posted the same thing today that you posted last year? and you posted the year before that, like something along the same lines. Mm -hmm. It's because the energy of living is showing up in a in a newer form because you are a year older, you're a year wiser, you have experienced life for an additional year, but there's cyclicality in the way that you've thought. There's cyclicality in the um, the actions that you've taken and the decisions that you've made. Um, but the moon cycle has actually led me to really sinking into Mother Earth's cycles on a such a deeper level. I mean, think about the four seasons, right? Talk about, I mean, this is the epitome of cyclicality um, where we've got spring, where everything is coming to life again, right? It's new life, it's rebirth. We've got a fresh slate. And then summertime, it's like, oh my gosh, it is like the climax of living. It's freedom, it's fun, it's dancing in the sunlight. It is just pure joy. And then we've got fall where the leaves are starting to uh, change color and they're starting to fall away. And we're, we're harvesting the seeds that we planted early in the year um, so that we can really nurture and nourish and support ourselves over the winter months. And then winter comes um, to give us the opportunity to go slow, to recalibrate, to rest and, and re charge ourselves and really support ourselves with with all that we had done the prior year and get ready for the next year and with winter time you know everything looks dead on the surface but everything has fallen away so that the focal point of existence for those trees and those bushes is the roots and allowing the roots to really take that time, take those months to soak in the nutrients that they spend the rest of the year using. So for me, um, grounding. Yes, absolutely. And then also allowing myself to just participate with the seasons and flying when it's time to fly and planting the seeds when it's time to plant the seeds and harvesting them when it's time to uh, look around and realize that you have manifested a lot because of the outward and the inner work that you've done. And I have discovered there are these beautiful ancient traditional um, divine feminine witchy goddessy holidays called the Sabbaths. And the Sabbaths are just amazing because they are, there are eight of them throughout the year. And what they do is they celebrate the seasonal changes and the cross points, like the middle points of each season hmm. to help bring you into the moment and look around and say, gosh, there's so much abundance now, whether it is the beginning of February or the beginning of August, where there are two Sabbaths. Um, there is so much for me to tap into now. What does the earth have available for me now? What does my body have available for me? me now? What do I get to do to best participate with where I am? So I think, um, you know, cyclicality, the moon cycle, the seasonal cycle, it gives us the opportunity always to take a look around, ask yourself, 
what do I need to do? What do I get to do? And then what do I need and get to feel right now to best participate with what is abundantly surrounding me right now? Mm. This is so good, Jillian. I mean, I'm just blown away because everything you're saying, you're just like, yes, that's so true. Why have I not thought about this before? So Gosh. Okay. This is, I'm going to be thinking about this for many days to come. I know it. Um, yeah, it's so cool. It's just so fun to like, just see things through that new perspective and like the natural perspective, like it's available to us in surrounding us all the moments of our lives. Mm. And when we can bring attention to what is most natural and work with it, then we don't have to figure out or force how to like, you know, jam this function of our business that we think needs to be there into place because it just might not fit in this season. It -hmm. just might not fit. It might not actually feel good to you. And when you give yourself the permission to work with what is naturally around you and what naturally makes you feel good. I mean, there's no, there's no better form of abundance and self-love and self-devotion than that. What a great segue, because I now want to turn the attention to you personally and ask you, how do you like to be selfish? Oh, I love it. I love it. It's such a good question. Um, And I know exactly what you mean about being selfish. It's being, I mean, to me, it's self-honoring. To me, it's Mm. knowing, like I said, my mission is uncovering the truth of who we really are. And I teach that. I feel so passionate about that. I coach through that. I provide the space for women with that because it is something that I do on the daily, on the minutely sometimes (laughs) over here because Each and every single one of our truths is unique and authentic to us. So truth and the concept of truth, the feeling of truth is going to be perfect and amazing and unique to you in your own way. And it's going to be different than how I define it and how I feel it, but you can't get, you can't get it wrong. You can only get it wrong if you are trying to live someone else's truth, or if you are trying to live the truth that someone else told you, you should, or told you, you are, and you deny what you actually know of yourself. So for me, being selfish really means asking myself what I need to best support myself in that moment and trusting myself enough to give it to myself. Mm. It means participating with the cycles. It means celebrating the Sabbaths. It means connecting to the earth. It means if my body is asking me to move, I move. If my body is asking for me to rest, I rest. To me, being selfish is the ultimate form of trust and learning how to trust ourselves is, it can feel like a really sticky and tricky process, but it is the greatest gift that we can give ourselves because that's, that's ultimate self-love right there. So I mean, to me, being selfish is asking what I need and want and desire in that moment and being brave enough to actually give it to myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good point. And, and, it being so readily available makes it 
so exciting as well because it's like we don't have to wait for a program to start or we don't have to wait for um you know that January 1st to have that fresh start yes it's something we could start yeah, don't today. even get me started on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and actually I mean as I've dived deeper into it and this could be a whole other podcast conversation but astrologically speaking the astrological new year is in March it's at the end of Pisces season and it's at the beginning of um, Aries season and in terms of seasonality and cyclicality, that makes much more logical sense, but also like wise sense because in January, we're still in winter. We are still in Mm -hmm. that like hibernation, self-preservation, self-rejuvenation time. Whereas March, we're crawling out of our holes. We're like excited and getting ready to go. I live in Maine, so it's freaking cold in January. Mm. You know, in March, we get like those like beautiful, like, 50 degree days, which after a long winter feels like it could be 90, you know? So it's like, yeah, you don't need a man created calendar to give you permission to change and any opportunity based on your cycle, based on what feels good to you, you can make tweaks and changes and you can sell also celebrate what you've figured out because you've allowed yourself to embody it just naturally. It's just such a cool opportunity to realize how much you can participate in your own life. Oh, I mean, I cannot say it better than myself. I mean, that is such a good point. It's so, it's really exciting to me because this is just is. information that it's like, oh, I needed to hear this. Okay, I, I'm sure there yeah, are. I'm so glad thinking the same thing. So, um, Jillian, is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Oh gosh, um, is there anything I wish I could be doing more? I don't. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think I have really healed my relationship with doing because in the past I defined my self-worth based on how much I did. And what I've learned over time is that, first of all, worthiness has nothing to do with performance. Mm-hmm. And when you can allow yourself to be with yourself and then take inspired action that comes by way of letting, uh, receiving the inspiration in those quieter moments. Like I'm a generator. So like when I get the, when I take up the moments to simply be and to open up and to allow for the next exciting, uh, idea or spark to come to me, as soon as I get that, it is like, we're going girl, like, let's Mm -hmm. go. We're going to create the thing. And it's going to be set on fire because I allow it to come rather than try to force an idea or force a thought or force myself to act when there's nothing to actually take action on. So in this moment, I don't actually feel like I would like to be doing anything more. In fact, I, I feel like I, my focal point is allowing myself to be a little bit more so I can receive and then do and go and create from that space. Mm. The wisdom bombs that you're dropping on us today. Like that was so good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad. I hope it's helpful. 
It's so helpful. Um, okay, now the the last question I have for you. What's next for Jillian? Oh my gosh, so fun. Okay, what's next for Jillian? Well, at the time of recording this, we're at the beginning of June 2021. And um, actually, I'll, I'll kind of bring full circle the story of two sons that went through the IUI process. But at the beginning, I mentioned I have three sons now. So I started working with the moon cycle to heal my period. Well, I did that. I got a period back. I started the the work um, in February of 2018. And then come August, 2018, I got my very first natural period in over 14 years. And I thought that that was the end of the miracle, right? Well, fast forward 10 months and um, I had gotten a few periods. They never got to that 28 day mark, but they were getting closer and closer. And then it was July 2nd, 2000. Um, 19, a day that will live in infamy when I realized I was literally in between coaching calls, Allie, like sitting here, like, oh my gosh, my last period was in April. It's July. And I ran upstairs <laughs> and I took a pregnancy test and I was pregnant naturally without the sacred, amazing, blessed help of modern medicine. I was pregnant, um, with our third son. Um, and so this summer, uh, my oldest is about to turn eight my middle guy, um, just turned five and my youngest is just over one. So I feel like I have set up kind of like the most supportive summer for myself ever, mm -hmm. um, where we've got a really good balance of older kids being in summer camps now that things are opening up and we can kind of get back to a little bit of that um, communal normalcy. And, um, and then, you know, super Nana coming to the rescue for some days. So I can actually have some like dedicated work time. Cause I am obsessed with my work. I love what I do. I love my women that I get to work with. It is such an honor and like my greatest gift to be able to work with them. So I love working. Um, and I feel like I've got good support to do that. And I've got like free days that I've just built in because like I said, I live in Maine and summer is very short and we're going to go out and play. So I'm really looking forward to working when it's time to work, filling my soul's desire there, and then playing and being mama when it's time to play and filling my soul's desire there. Like I just, I'm really looking forward to this summer. I have a bunch of programs that are coming out. I'm planning a live event again for this year that I've done in the past. Um, and now with things again, opening up, I think I'll get to do it again this fall, fingers crossed. And everything just feels really abundant right now and really exciting. And it's just, I'm, I'm just beyond grateful. I love your energy. And I, I am just so grateful for the reminder and maybe not even a reminder for some, maybe it's a first time hearing yeah. that you really can be and not do. And that is not connected to your success or your achievement level. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I, I just think that is such a great overarching theme from this conversation and such something that I know I will take from our conversation with me uh, as I go through life now. So I'm thank so you glad. for that. And thank you for sharing your knowledge. Oh my gosh, that was uh, amazing with, with everything that, um, you shared with us today. So Jillian, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm so glad. I truly hope this was helpful. I truly hope it, it ignited sparks of, 
um, of desire to better support ourselves because we need more women truly supporting themselves in this world um, because you know, we, uh, when we get back to those primal instincts that we have, we actually participate in living in a more abundant and fulfilling way. So I hope this was really helpful. And Allie, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.